All right, so coming up on Saturday, oh, by the way, 61 degrees and 25 minutes to 7 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But uh, coming up on Saturday is the uh, Nevada caucus. Early voting, I think I saw, stopped today. They've had about 26,000 people vote thus far. So they got, that's that's not that really high energetic level I think they were expecting as far as that. Liz Harrington, spokesperson for the uh, RNC, is with us right now. Hi, Liz. How are you doing? Hey, Dave. I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing all right. Getting up early, is, I'm getting used to it. I'm slowly yeah, but you're surely. you're a different time now. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. I used to be doing afternoons. If This is my third week of getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning to be here and do this morning show. I got to ask you, I'm going I'm to re- have uh, Elizabeth read a quote to you, and this goes along with what we've been talking today about. Who said this? All right. Okay. People who die without having life artificially extended are similar to, quote, leaves falling off a tree and forming humus for the other plants to grow. You've got a duty to die and get out of the word, out of the way. Let the other society, our kids, build a reasonable life. All right. So who said that? Who do, who do you think? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> that dun, was dun, Governor dun, dun, Lamb dun, dun, of Colorado dun, dun. back, are you ready for this? this? A Democrat. In... 1984. Yeah. 30. Well, he sounded like a Democrat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 36 but, years but ago. But guess who else sounds like him? Bloomberg. Right. Bloomberg. No, it's, uh, I mean, the way this guy talks about people, I, I love everyone acting as if, oh, he's going to be a real problem for <laughs> President Trump. It, it's like this guy, like he's the guy that, uh, you know, wanted to ban big gulps in New York City yeah, and 32 ban ounces. styrofoam. And I mean, the guy that's too afraid to actually go out there and campaign. Uh, I just saw that he qualified for the debate stage. Does he really want to debate? Because that's what I said. That either. Will he come on stage and debate? I don't know if he will or not. Be he was better off just being on the airwaves and be like not getting the attention and just going up in the polls. Like he was better up if nobody uh, paid him any attention. But yep. now, as a debate, he's going to go down in flames and it's going to be a disaster. Well, that's good. I I kind of like watching that kind of stuff happen to the left. <laughs> it might make the debate more exciting. It sure would make it more interesting. It might. It's been, uh, you know, tough to watch, tough to get through without falling asleep. So I'm looking at polls, and I, I don't traditionally pay much attention, except that I'm seeing Sanders now is opening up a significant lead over Biden. I don't know if that's a setup so that Biden does better. They can say, see, he's coming back. But... Uh, uh, I look at that and I go, this is a guy who really took some shots in the last couple of weeks by one of those unions out there in Nevada. And there's plenty of unions in Las Vegas. Let me just tell you, it's crazy when you get into the uh, casinos. Do you know it cost me $500 to get a phone line put in when I went out there and did a show one time? It was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It had to be done by the one union put... 35 feet in and then the last union that hooked me up had to put in three foot and they charged me more than the people who put 35 feet in it's incredible but anyway enough on that what do you think does sanders have a real shot out in nevada 
Yeah, it seems to be. It seems to be he's the the front runner. He's getting uh, the most grassroots support. I di- I did hear you mention how uh, some of the early voting going on. I think that's because they're also nervous about another debacle in Iowa (laughs) because nobody knows, nobody's been trained how to count their votes and everything else. They can't use their app that was done by the shady, you know, Hillary Clinton people. So everyone's actually just going out and voting, not because they're excited and energized to vote like we are for President Trump, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but because they're just, they don't want to waste their time come Saturday and it'd be a complete disaster. Um, so, look, I think I think Bernie is in the lead, but it's because they have no one else. I mean, let's be – Bloomberg's not going to make it. Biden, it's just embarrassing at this point. The idea, I saw him on MSNBC yesterday. And he was talking about all the incoming he received and the news coverage. He said, well, that's what happens when you're number one. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have to scratch your head. Well, you were number five in New Hampshire. You were number four in Iowa. It's been 33 years, Joe, and you still haven't come in first place in a primary caucus. That that is true. I mean, you're just stating the obvious. Of course, for a lot of people on the left, facts don't matter. Feelings (laughs) do. I've got a shirt that deals with that. It says facts trump your feelings. But uh, it it just amazes me how people have you know, started off saying he is going to be our our uh, nominee. And I was thinking, really? Right. Joe? No, I never bought into it. I've been saying that for months. You know, this is a guy who's never like, why would we be worried about Joe Biden? He's never made it out of Iowa before. <laughs> and he really shouldn't have made it out of it this time. But since there was such a debacle, with counting votes, and since nobody had any idea what the heck was going on there, uh, they still don't <laughs> yeah. really know. Um, it kind of gave him a lifeline, but the idea that you wouldn't drop out after fifth place, and Elizabeth Warren as well, fourth place in a neighboring state, it's that everybody gets a trophy primary, and this is <laughs> ridiculous. That's good. I like that. That's perfect <laughs> That's for the left. Yeah, you it get is. a participation and you trophy. You know why you yeah. hand out trophies to everybody because you don't actually have a real winner. They don't have yeah. a real candidate. They don't have a real first place. And they know none of these guys can go up against President Trump. All right, make sure you use that participation trophy in every <laughs> every interview I, I you do. Today. It. That is. That's really good. I like that. You, I'm going to do. I'm going to do something on Facebook about that. I'm going to put well, little ribbons on them if, or something. You know, second place is the first place. Third place is the first place. Fourth and fifth, they're not dropping out. It's yeah. absolutely absurd. Uh, you've never seen a primary like this where everyone actually dropped out before the voting began, <laughs> and now nobody will drop out. That's the truth. Elizabeth's got a question I, for you. I'm wondering, what do you think is going to happen with Mr. Sanders and all of his very, very passionate supporters? They're not going to be happy with just a participation trophy. Well, that, yeah, that's a very good point, and that's why I think they're just uh, cooking up disaster for themselves. If it's not Sanders... After what happened last time, which it was chaos at the convention in 2016, it's going to be chaos. If, mm. if Sanders has the most delegates but not a majority uh, and they somehow don't give it to him, it, it's going to be 
uh, absolutely chaos. And that's the problem for the Democrats. They've brought in this radical wing into their party. It is now their their solid, passionate base. That's, that's right. the only people coming out and really passionate to vote. And yet they also don't want him to be the nominee because he's way too open about how far left he is. You can't actually say you're going to tax the middle class. It's just unheard of, even though every single one of these candidates would do it. Every one of these candidates are advocating the same policies uh, as Bernie Sanders. It's just they're saying, oh, no, we take a different tone and maybe a little bit longer to get there. Uh, but they that's why they have such a big problem. They don't actually want to nominate someone who's so honest about it because they're afraid he's going to lose in the landslide. All of these candidates are going to lose in the landslide. But they they also want his supporters at the same time. So you see these shenanigans <laughs> like Bloomberg now qualifying for the debate, uh, changing the rules. And so how do you unify behind this? It, it just it, it does not look like they're going to be unified anytime soon. All right. So the name that everybody was saying after – New Hampshire, I haven't even heard mentioned in the last week, and that's Klobuchar. Right. They're not even paying attention to her anymore. What do you think? Well, it's because, you know, you came in third place. Third place isn't first. Yeah. And she doesn't have the infrastructure in place. And also, look, take a look at her record. Uh, take a look at her policies. Mm-hmm. What, what's actually compelling? What are the results there? And now she's going, she's singing the same tune. She's going far left. She's saying, get rid of the electoral college. We need taxpayer-funded abortion, uh, public option, which is the same, mean, or different means to the same end in single payer. Uh, she's, just, she's a co-sponsor of the Green New Deal, which is one of the most radical things we've ever seen introduced in the in the Congress. It, She's just as radical as the rest of them, what she's selling. Um, and I just don't think she's very compelling. You know, it's a little it's a little late also to try to get your second wind, and then you have all of these different states to compete in. And that's Biden's problem, too. He's got no money to compete in any of these states, and nobody wants to back, you know, a loser who hasn't been winning. And Klobuchar hasn't been winning either. Uh, and I just don't think people. a lot of people see a pathway for her because w- which states is she going to carry? And the list ends up being very short. Yeah, very narrow. It does. By the way, you wrote an op-ed last week that was excellent. I had been talking about the exact same thing. It was funny when it came out. And then I took. I just used your op-ed and I, I gave you credit for it. But you said the same thing I was saying. There is no, you know, middle people in this uh, Democratic uh, uh, primary group. They are all radical leftists. They really are. And we've never seen these ideas being pushed forward as if they're mainstream. They're not. And I got tired of hearing it on every cable news network, including Fox, this idea because, you know, Sanders is the out-and-out, self-avowed socialist, everyone's trying to make it seem like everyone else is a so-called moderate. Well, they're not. They're not this isn't the centrist lane. It's, it's the far-left lane. It's not even the left lane. I mean, these are radical ideas. Pete Buttigieg uh, is talking about, you know, taxpayer-funded abortion as well, uh, but justifying it. 
uh, until a baby takes her first breath. He wants to yep. decriminalize meth and heroin yeah. uh, and the border. Uh, they all raise their hands to give uh, taxpayer-funded health, quote-unquote, free health care to illegal aliens. These are radical ideas. I, I made the difference. You know, what's the real difference in policy Buttigieg and Klobuchar, they won't take out the terrorists, which, you know, you, you used to have Obama. At least he was droning terrorists, right? Yep, yep. He was taking them out. Now they won't even say they'd take them out. And Bernie, he just goes a little bit further and he says, hey, let's let him vote from prison. That's, yes. What's the real difference here? They're all radical. They're, try, they're the poll-tested version of socialism trying to sell these radical ideas into a nicer sounding package because Buttigieg says the same thing on issue after issue after issue Bernie and I agree yes he did Uh, we just got to take a different quote tone and uh, we're not going to fall for that yeah semantics you got to learn your semantics if you want to be a really a true leftist like Ayers was I mean it is a total (laughs) semantics thing but you listen to Buttigieg what he's actually saying it's the exact yes it is it, it it's definitely government is. control, top down. I'm going to tell you, no, your job will. Go, Washington will decide what you do, and we'll transition you into a quote unquote green job. It's absolutely authoritarian. Yeah. One more question, Elizabeth. I just I have a comment. It seems to me, and I wondered what your thought was. It seems to me that Bloomberg and uh, Buttigieg are both extremely polished and. You know, they, they're putting on a performance, and they don't really have a lot of substance back behind it. Are they using the same consultants? <laughs> it's pro- you know, there's only a pool of so many of them. That's why you end up having the same people that failed on Hillary's campaign building the app for, <laughs> for Iowa, that broken Iowa. So I'm not sure about that, but it's always ends up being the swamp and the same type of people. And that's what's funny about Bloomberg. Uh, This idea, I mean, we've raised records, which is super important when you've built up infrastructure and you have now a a ground-up operation where we have local volunteers. But that all comes up from the top, right? The energy Mm -hmm. is fueled by a president that's actually falling through on his word and making changes and getting this booming economy and just doing an amazing job. Yes. So we can use those resources. However, you look at Bloomberg. Hillary had all the money in the world. She spent twice as much <laughs> as we did in 2016. It didn't right. make her a good candidate. I like that no. point. And now Bloomberg has literally all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. He's going to spend all of it. He's going to waste all of it because he's already floating ideas about Hillary being his running mate. Oh, my God. And what's he talking He's talking about farmers need more gray matter. I think they need more gray matter on his campaign. (laughs) I love it. If he spends all All his money in the campaign, he won't be able to buy his wonderful health care and his leaf will fall off the tree. That's right. Liz, we'll let you go. We know that you've got other uh, interviews coming up. I won't hold you. Thanks so much for the time today. Thank you. Very good to be with you. All right. Bye bye now. Liz Harrington, spokesperson for the Sounds RNC. like she's been awake for hours. Yes, she has been. <laughs> 61 degrees and about 10 minutes till 7 here at 1011 FM, The Answer. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.